Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today because we're going to be talking about sales. I know, everybody always cringes when they hear that word, and we always end up making it a really fun discussion. And I remind people that if you are in business, you are in sales. <laughs> That's the key thing to remember about this, folks. And so you can either make it something that works for you or something that every time you're thinking about it, you're like, oh my God, I have to do this again. So joining us today is Christina Jeremilo, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about this. So welcome, Christina. Thank you for having me, Deb. I appreciate it. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will dive into this. So Christina Jeremillo is president of Personal ABM and Stop the Sales Drop. She has a reputation for building strategic social programs that drive sales, cycles, and revenue. In fact, she's featured in LinkedIn's own Sophisticated Marketer's Guide to LinkedIn, and her articles can also be found on Forbes, Marketing Profs, Salesforce.com, Sales and Marketing Management Magazine, CMO Magazine, CMO Council, and many others. And she's a key instructor for Marketing Profs ABM courses. While her partner, Eric Gruber, is responsible for the firm's strategy and the team's content developers, Christina manages the execution. Through her focus on building personal relationships with one-to-one -one communications that speak to specific decision makers and influencers, her team builds top-to-bottom engagement, relationships, and trust with previously untouchable enterprises. It's through these personal communications that her team reversed no positions, saved accounts, and created wins with accounts that were unresponsive to sales and marketing messaging for over five years. So again, Christina, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like... Um like like if someone was reading my life story. Thank you. <laughs> I know it's always fun to, to hear these bios read, right? So let's but let's do a little bit more in depth about that. Tell us how it is that you discovered that this is your passion in life. Um, uh, as you can tell, the uh, you know the bio you read for me started working with a public relations content marketer expert okay. kind of mm -hmm. thing. He, he started actually article marketing and PR. Mm -hmm. And then we've evolved from there. He was, mm -hmm. he's my business partner. Mm -hmm. And um, I was helping him promote his business and mm -hmm. doing his marketing for his business. And I said, you know, we should be on LinkedIn. It's something mm -hmm. that's, you know, coming around and it's really right. good professionally for us. And uh, he's like, I don't have time for that social platform. I'm too busy with client work. Mm -hmm. If you can make it work for us, then we'll, we'll talk sure, about you it. Go, you go do it for me. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And then it kind of just evolved from there. And we've been doing um, our strategies, you know, personal ABM around mm -hmm. LinkedIn and, you know, taking mm -hmm. it in social, mm -hmm. other social platforms and other email and, and live conversations. We've been working as partners now mm -hmm. for 10 years. So Great. I was working for him and now we're partners. So. I love it. I love it. Well, your company is Personal ABM. So what does ABM stand for? Okay. So it's Personal Account-Based Marketing. Um, we put a personal spin on account-based marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, we see that a lot of ABM or account-based marketing and sales mm -hmm. approaches are pretty much um, campaign-focused. So mm -hmm. they might be uh, brand awareness mm -hmm. and lead gen, mm -hmm. where we, since we put that personal touch on it, mm -hmm. we're going after named accounts. Ah. So top 10, 20 accounts that you know mm -hmm. that you either want to win, mm -hmm. protect because they might be at risk of losing them. Mm -hmm. um, they might be getting a little too, you know, the relationship might be on the rocks mm -hmm. or expand an account that mm -hmm. you want just to, you know, have a bigger mm -hmm. footprint in. Right. You know, and I love that you do this using social um, because, you know, it, it, it is, it, you know, I, five, 10 years ago, people said, Ugh. LinkedIn, it's only for getting jobs. Facebook, eh, you know, it's only for showing cute cat videos. Um, you know, and they're here to stay. 
you know, it's the big guys are here to stay. The little guys come, they go, um, you know, and, and people ask me, you know, why aren't you on this, this, and this? And I'm like, because it's not worth my time to learn those platforms and set things up because they'll go away. Um, but, you know, even you and I met on LinkedIn. Um, yes. You know, that was, and it was funny, we were talking about that before the program, how on earth did we meet? And and somehow we got connected on LinkedIn. And that's the key is to to find the people that you want to connect with and connect with them. Absolutely. But I, I think that has to be on a relevant way. So I have right. to give you a it can't messenger. Just be, hey, you know, let's connect. Yeah, we know right. so and so let's connect. Yeah, it has to be a personal message, hence mm-hmm. personal ABM. Mm-hmm. Um, and personal is um, different than personalization. So for mm-hmm. me, personalization means you put in my name right. into a message or you mm-hmm. put in my company or my mm-hmm. industry. Personal is you actually know about me, you know mm-hmm. about my actual company, what's going on, maybe mm-hmm. my department, in my mm-hmm. organization, in my world, mm-hmm. um, my, you know, whether it's you're, you're pulling stuff from my profile, you're pulling stuff from the news, or you're mm-hmm. just being as relevant as you mm-hmm. possibly can to that actual individual mm-hmm. human. Right. Yeah, I love it when I get a, a LinkedIn request that says, we can show you how to do social media. And I usually respond and say, why don't you go read my profile and then contact me again? And of course, I never hear from them because they clearly did not read my profile. I get those all the time. I actually got one yesterday where someone invited me to connect based on a comment I made on a thread. Ah. Um, we, we had both commented on the thread and mm-hmm. he's invited me to connect to the com- The discussion was about products of so software mm-hmm. demos or discovery mm-hmm. calls and what we should call them, if we should call them demos, if we should call them discovery mm-hmm. calls, whatever. It was just lingo. So he reaches out to me and invite to connect and says, you know, we have a solution that helps you deliver a better Mm -hmm. demo. And so he's pitching me in the invite to connect. Right. And so I went back to him and I said, you know, first of all, I'm not your ideal client. Mm -hmm. I do not offer software. I do not sell software. I work with software companies, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, but that's not what I sell. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you, if you knew, looked at my comment, actually read what I wrote about, Mm -hmm. it's about selling value or not selling value, sharing value Mm -hmm. and starting with value first. Um, and then Which I would have connected. Which is the opposite of what you did, dude. Yeah, I know. And of course, unfortunately, I mean, I did it nicely to him. I tried to point it out to him. Of course, I didn't get respond back. Right. But it was, if you're going to pitch me in the first message, mm-hmm. there's no way. There's right. no way I'm, it's going to happen. Right. And if you want to mm-hmm. reach out to business owners, C-level executives, mm-hmm. any kind of decision maker, mm-hmm. and you're pitching them within the first interaction, mm-hmm. they go running for the hills. Right. right. So I don't understand. Yeah. What's going on? You know, and, and unfortunately, that's, you know, the the vast majority of people now are doing it that way. Um, you know, and and we mentioned one of the key words in your, your profile, and that's relationships. Um, you know, it is about building those relationships. And, and you know, you've, you've done a lot with LinkedIn. So talk to us about how we can connect with, say, a, a C-level person. And this is not as in sea level or mountain, I have had people ask me that. And oh, I'm no. like, no, it's not ocean. It's C as in CEO, CMO, CFO, the, the, the C's, you know, or it can be senior management. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, but it's, you know, and, and so how can we, you know, say we want to talk with, with someone at Chick-fil-A, you know, I'm here in Atlanta. So, I, you know, so how would I use LinkedIn to connect with somebody at, at a, a management level position at, at, uh, at say, Chick-fil-A? Well, it has to be relevant. You have to lead with mm-hmm. relevance to them. So I'm talking about relevance on your profile, right. on your invites to connect, mm-hmm. on your nurture message. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, for the past four months, um, I had my team kind of do mm-hmm. um, an unofficial study. They were looking at sales and marketing and leadership teams mm-hmm their profiles, their presence, what they were mm-hmm. doing. And we found a lot of them weren't being personal. They were sending out this blanket messaging right. or templated messaging mm-hmm. or resharing generic content mm-hmm. and not putting any value in it. So because this is happening, you have mm-hmm. to go through the noise. You have to right. kind of cut through it. So if a leadership um, or a decision maker or anyone in, in, in a top ranking person mm-hmm. um, sees a fill in the blank template, mm-hmm. um, they're going to automatically ignore that. So what I've seen is top people that are sales and marketing leaders Mm -hmm. are being intentional with every communication. Mm -hmm. So they're understanding that you have one chance Mm -hmm. um, to make that impression before you get ignored or, (laughs) um, you know, no one, no one connects with you. No Mm -hmm. one does anything. So Mm -hmm. one wrong interaction, you can lose all chances of moving forward. Mm -hmm. So 
what I've seen and what my team has seen is that traditional sales and marketing mm -hmm. speaks at industries, mm -hmm. account-based sales and marketing often speaks at the actual account. So maybe in a specific, um, you know, sector mm -hmm. and sales in many cases is going to create a list of accounts they want and they'll get some company insights to lead with, um, you know, for their invites, for their calls mm -hmm. or emails, but then they speak to everyone in the company in the same right. way. So they're, again, going back to speaking at accounts, mm -hmm. what we like to do is make that human connection. So we'll mm -hmm. have to take uh, the personal account-based approach is mm -hmm. where you speak to the human buyers within the accounts mm -hmm. that you want to win, protect, or expand. Mm -hmm. So what I've seen, either social, email, live conversations, most salespeople in general mm -hmm. are focusing on four things. They're focusing on how their solution works, mm -hmm. what the benefits are, what the business case is and mm -hmm. why, um, you know, they should be trusted. Right. So they kind of, they go in that order roughly. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes they tweak it, but yeah. mm -hmm. high performing salespeople address them in the opposite order. So they are talking mm -hmm. about trust and credibility. They with build that relationship first. Right away. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. So you have to build the business case first. Mm -hmm. Your product and brand are kind of distractions decision mm -hmm. makers there. If they wanted to learn about it, you, they would Google you, right? right. They would do their own homework. Mm -hmm. If you want them to engage with them, you have to give them mm -hmm. a way to see that you're a trusted resource mm -hmm. for um, trusted um, partner, not a resource. Right. Mm -hmm. So that when you're talking about features and benefits or why they should work with you or me, 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 that's just white noise. Mm -hmm. um, someone that I like to follow, his name is James Harris. Um, mm. He's from Serif Science. Mm -hmm. And there's a great quote that he likes to say, and I use it a lot because it, it's so true. And I wish I had said it, but um if you have neither trust nor value, you're going to get ignored. So that's why many sales and marketing teams and organizations are you're seeing unresponsiveness. Mm -hmm. If you lack trust, the C-suite is going to seek other resources for validation. Mm -hmm. If you lack value, the C-suite um, will only you know socially engage with you. But if you tick both the, the trust and the value boxes, the C-suite will engage with you online and offline. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, that's what you're looking to do. Right. Yeah, and I think so many people forget that the C-level person is very busy. And I don't care if that's running a business out of their, their basement or, you know, a business that has hundreds of thousands of employees. They're very busy people. And so that's why it has to be relevant to them. Um, and one of the things that you said really, really struck me, and that's that your profile has to also address why you're contacting them. Um, you know, and, and so if, if I'm saying, hey, you know, I want to work with you on, you know, how you can improve your HR function. That's not me. So I'm just making this up randomly as I go. If they go from that request to connect to my profile, it had better say helping people to learn HR or whatever, you know, and, and, um, and but if it's something totally different, they're going to think, wait a minute, I went to the wrong person. Yep. Click off to somebody else. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And one thing that I noticed too is a lot of sales and marketing people mm -hmm. and even some business owners and entrepreneurs that talk about what they do on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. and what their tactical role is as right. or my favorite mm -hmm. is the sales achievements mm -hmm. of I you know, I've hit quota six quarters in a row. Yeah. I made president's club and that's mm -hmm. great. If you're if you're selling coaching and selling mm -hmm. sales training, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to sell maybe a piece of software, mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, some other kind of solution or product or service, mm -hmm. and you invite me to connect and I see you're talking all about your sales, right. I'm automatically thinking I'm a mm -hmm. number. Right. I'm another person that you need mm -hmm. to tick off uh, your list so that you mm -hmm. can hit quota this quarter. Mm -hmm. right. So it's, it's kind of, I think you have to show value wherever you go, mm -hmm. and that includes your presence on social, mm -hmm. especially on LinkedIn. Right. And, you know, one of the things that is absolutely critical is that initial message. Um, you know, I, I hate it when I'm sitting there doing LinkedIn and I'm like, oh, you know, I want to connect with this person. And if I'm on my phone, it just goes, boom, it doesn't give me the chance to personalize it. Um, yeah. and you know, because I always like to say, Hey, Christina, I'd like to connect with you on LinkedIn. We just met at, or, you know, I saw that you posted this great article that really resonated with me. I'd love to learn more about it or something. You know, you, you want to personalize that again, because, you know, I'm almost never going to connect with somebody that just sends me the request to connect. You know, I've, I've got over 3,000 connections. I need a reason that I'm going to connect with you. Even if it's a stupid reason, give me a reason. Yeah, because then if you're, and if you're pitching me right away, mm -hmm. I know I'm not going to connect right, with you right. because yeah. I know it's going to be yeah. 
going to be an mm-hmm. um, uh, inbox is going to be full mm-hmm. of, of, you know, get on a call, get on a call, mm-hmm. let's get on a demo. Right. Um, or you're going to just try to pitch me as much as mm-hmm. possible. And my feed just going to be, you know, cluttered. Mm-hmm. So I just automatically ignore. And I know if I'm doing that as a business mm-hmm. owner, I'm sure other business right. owners and definitely mm-hmm. C-level people are not happy. They don't have time right. for that. Right. The only time where I've seen an exception to that is when they've specifically asked and said, hey, we're looking for someone who can do X. But you still have to go very carefully into it. You know, it's not that I'm, you know, I'm the, the car salesman that's going to drive the car up to you and say, you got to buy this car, you know, because people are like, okay, now we go. You know, you still want to get to know them a little bit before you say, you know, I might have a great solution for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You wouldn't go up to someone at an actual in-person networking event. Mm-hmm. Remember, LinkedIn right. is a social networking. Mm-hmm. It's really a business networking mm-hmm. site. You wouldn't say, here's my card. Let's, let's get on a, a, you know, a demo call or let, right. let's, let's talk about my business. Mm-hmm. Me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. You would introduce yourself. You would get mm-hmm. to know the person. Mm-hmm. You would see if you were even a fit. You would, see, right. you would learn some stuff. Mm-hmm. You would learn insights about the person. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and as we've been saying, then those follow-up messages, those are so important. You know, I've, I've opened up my LinkedIn and was looking at this one, you know, and, and I mean, I have so many that are great examples of what not to do. Um, and so I love this one. It, first of all, I always know that they don't know me when they call me Deborah. Now, that is the name that I use on my profile. Um, you know, and, and, but, you know, if they, if they know me, they know I go by Deb. Um, you know, and so that's kind of the, the first little little thing. Um, and so she starts by saying, you're super busy, so I'm going to make this super quick. And then this message is nine, ten paragraphs long. So that's not super quick. Um, and because of my branding, I, I have said, you know, in, in LinkedIn that I work for Deb Creer. You know, and, and then everything else kind of flows under that. And, that. and so then that's always the dead giveaway, too, that they're cutting and pasting because she says, you know, we've helped over 100 businesses like Deb Creer. Our clients are generating <laughs> an extra yada, 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 yada. And then there's all these links. Um, and, you know, and, and oh, she, oh, I like this. I didn't get down this far before. I promise to be somewhat useful. And I might even tell you my favorite joke. Wait a minute. She didn't tell me a joke. Well, oh, bummer. Um, but she says, Somewhat useful. Yeah, somewhat useful. You know, and, and but yeah, I mean, you know, think it, it, it comes, it really does come back to exactly what you said. What will we say in person? You know, and, and I'm not going to say, hey, Christina, I'm going to be super quick. And then five minutes later, still be talking to you. Um, you know, now, if you were polite enough to put up with that, bless you. But more than likely, <laughs> you would have said, Bob, I need to go talk to Bob. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, there's they're, exactly. they're starting the food line. Um, you know, anything and everything to, to escape from me, right? And you know, and that really is the key to developing that relationship. Um, you know, and 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 you know, we we all know that, and we've been told that we need to turn the conversation back to to the person we're talking to. So you know, I might say, hey, you know, I do this and this two or three sentences worth, and then, Christina, tell me about what you do, you know, or ask questions. I mean, even if it's just, oh my gosh, what about this weather? Or can you believe we're still having to wear masks? Or <laughs> whatever the conversation might be. But, you know, you take it back to, to where you're just chatting. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And usually you want to know what the other person's name is and learn about them right. first. So you should mm-hmm. lead with that in any kind mm-hmm. of message or invite or whatever you want to call it, any kind mm-hmm. of re- outreach you're doing. Right has to be about them first, mm-hmm. and then maybe you'll can slip yourself mm-hmm. in there at the end. Right. If it's appropriate. Yeah. I mean, it comes back to the direct mail pieces that we get that yep. are addressed to occupant. Oh, occupant yes. or resident. Sorry, I'm never going to pay attention to them. Um, you know, and, and um, you know, it's just, it, it really is one of those things. Or when somebody calls, you know, you get a cold call, and they they totally butcher my name. Now, most people mispronounce it. So I'm kind of I'm kind of fine with that. I mean, most people say crier, we say crier. So if they say crier, you know, that's and people that I've known for years still say crier. So you know, I don't. But but you know, I love it if they can't see, you know somehow to get my first name wrong. I'm like, okay, that's not a complicated one. Um, but but yeah, it's again, you know, it it just takes a little bit of time to find some of these things out. And and if you're really trying to reach a C-suite level person, you had darn well better do your research on them. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You better know what they're into, what the, mm-hmm. what's going on in their organization. What, what does their profile say mm-hmm. about them? Because sometimes they give you clues and you have to be like a detective and mm-hmm. kind of figure out what they're talking right. about and what's important to them. Mm-hmm. What are they sharing on LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. What are they commenting on on LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have access to Google. Mm-hmm. We can look the person up. We can look their organization right. up. We can mm-hmm. see if there's a press release we can mm-hmm. uh, integrate somewhere. We can mm-hmm. see if they were quoted in an article or something. Something. You have to mm-hmm. do your homework. And if I get another message to me, Mm-hmm. That spells my name without the A at the end of Christina. Ah, yes. Um, that, 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 mm-hmm. it's just these little, little mm-hmm. nuances right. that are important. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're not leading with value and you're not mm-hmm. being personally relevant to that mm-hmm. person and you didn't show me that you took the time to get to know mm-hmm. me a little bit before right. you asked me to take mm-hmm. two seconds out of my time to read mm-hmm. your message, automatically I'm, I'm out the door. Right, right. Moving on. Yo, and one of the things that I found that works well is to compliment them. Um, you know, all of the big uh, metro areas have newspapers that do lists, and and if they if they don't have say an um, you know I used to live in Denver, so we had the Denver Business Journal, you know, and and so if you don't have something like that, then you know there's obviously Forbes lists, there's you know all sorts of different lists, and as you said, you know you spend five minutes on Google and you can find something out. I mean, that's the, I, I used to love doing that. I would get those lists every week from the, the business journal and I would go through. Now it was usually the top 10 or 20. So it wasn't a ton, but I go through and I kind of, okay, this one looks interesting. This one looks interesting. Research them a little bit more, but then I'd reach out to him on LinkedIn and I would say, oh my gosh, congratulations on being named to you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, and, you know, and, and because f- like you said, for one thing that immediately shows that I did at least a little bit of research about them. But then I would say, you know, it's so great that you made that list just five years after you started your company. Or again, something a little bit more. And it's really hard for them to ignore you at that point because that just seems kind of rude, um, you know. And, and so, yeah, it's just, it, it really is a little bit of time to, to, to find out something that's relevant. It's you know, one or two sentences, folks. We're not talking about, you know, telling them, I know that when you were in fourth grade, you owned a dog named Skippy. Yeah, we're not getting <laughs> creepy about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it's funny because I tell people, you know, really read their LinkedIn profile. And it's okay to tell them, hey, I saw on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, that's different, whatever. yeah. yeah because yeah. The, then they know you're not the creepy stalker person. <laughs> yeah, and I think what I've seen, especially with business owners, with mm-hmm. – um, VPs, presidents, mm-hmm. people that are these key decision makers, mm-hmm. you know, they're not interested in a product. They're right. not interested in a solution. Mm-hmm. They are operating on a strategic value mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. uh, relationship. So you need to give them valuable insights, mm-hmm. valuable content. So that means you're giving them stats, you're giving them mm-hmm. facts, you're giving them an argument, mm-hmm. a logical ar- argument mm-hmm. for change, like a reason to change. Right. Um, so you need to give them that reason to get involved mm-hmm. in a social email or live discussion with you mm-hmm. because they have plenty of people mm-hmm. around them that will agree with them and yes them right. to death. Mm-hmm. They need someone that's going to challenge them. I'm mm-hmm. a big proponent of the challenger sale. I'm not sure right. if you're familiar with that. Um, but the challenger sale is, is a, a, a way to teach for differentiation, lead mm-hmm. with value, mm-hmm. and just get people to think about something in a new way ah. um, to create that sense mm-hmm. of urgency. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, um, you know... If you can answer a few questions to yourself before mm-hmm. you reach out to someone, like, mm-hmm. can you bring something different to the table? Can right. you challenge this business owner or mm-hmm. this C-level executive and show them a different way of doing things? Mm-hmm. Are you bringing a new perspective to the mm-hmm. table? Um, you know, just the simple fact that you sent them an invite to connect is not going to do it. Or right. you sent them an article, mm-hmm. if especially if it sounds like everybody else they've mm-hmm. already seen. So, you know, you're not the first person that mm-hmm. they've had an invite from. So you better make right. it relevant. You better make mm-hmm. it something that's pertinent to them. Right, right. Well, and one of the big things is to have uh, communicated with them in advance. And and I don't mean communicate as in like email or things like that. I mean, you know, you see that they've posted on LinkedIn, comment on it. Um, and this is not the, ooh, good article. Good, job. good point. Great. Oh, I know. You know, it's like, really, did you even bother to read the article or did you just type? Good job. Good job. You know, um, and so, you know, take the time to go to their profiles and, you know, because they're, you know, LinkedIn shows you everything that they have been doing. It shows their activities. And, you know, and, and for one, I always tell people do that, first of all, because it's going to show you if they're even active on LinkedIn. You know, if they, if they don't post, if they don't do anything, 
then you're not going to get their attention, um, you know, because they're they're not there. Um, you know, their profile might be fairly current, but if they're not actively doing something at least once a week, that it's probably a waste of time. Yeah, I think, but I, I also see I, that I think C levels or entrepreneurs might be. I don't know if lurking is the right word, but they're list, actively listening right. in the background. So they might not be engaging with content, but they might be reading it. Right. So they might not be clicking on a like because mm -hmm. they either don't care to mm -hmm. do so or don't see the point. Mm -hmm. But they're not interested, at least what I've seen, is that these people aren't interested in making more friends. They have plenty right. of social mm -hmm. invites to keep them busy. Mm -hmm. They're coming to LinkedIn and they're coming to um, read different things to mm -hmm. learn and to... Um, you know, just to get better at their business, mm -hmm. improve their business. Right. So what they're truly interested in is learning how much value can bring to their organization. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't mean showing them the product or showing them the benefits of mm -hmm. working with you or showing them solutions mm -hmm. or just showing your features and benefits. Those are, I don't like to talk about those so much, mm -hmm. but we mean what you bring to them both personally mm -hmm. and inside mm -hmm. of their, you know, executive meetings right. to their actual bottom line. Mm -hmm. What are, how are you helping them? So mm -hmm. We can do this through profiles. We can do this through mm -hmm. content, whether it's an article mm -hmm. um, or a blog post. We can do this through messaging. We need to show these decision makers and these these really busy executives that we understand their situation. Mm -hmm. um, we need to show them gaps that they might not have considered and the impacts of their company in different mm -hmm. levels. So um, these gaps might impact the company itself, different mm -hmm. divisions within the company, different ranks, employees. Mm -hmm all the way down to operations, finance, and mm -hmm. customer level. So if you can show that you understand some of that or a lot of that, and you can share more insights mm -hmm. and focus on your interactions with the C-suite, then they are going mm -hmm. to open up. They're going to let you inside of their business right. and then provide them more insight. If they see you as someone that can, they can learn from and grow mm -hmm. from, then it'll make it a lot easier right. for them to want to engage with them, mm -hmm. to build that one-on-one -on -one relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and the real relationship are created that way, and I'm sure you're aware uh, one of the things I've heard a lot is that a lot of sales and marketing leaders or business owners talking about wanting a relationship, wanting to be with, you know, how do they get in front of these strategic decision makers? Mm -hmm. How do they um, break down the doors to talk to mm -hmm. these people? What they do is they're, but instead what they're doing is they're breaking their engagement activities down into different elements in, mm -hmm. and delivered into mm -hmm. different resources. So they're sending them, they're basically being tactical. Mm -hmm. They're sending out emails, they're sending out content, mm -hmm. but it's not giving um, from C-suite or decision maker or small business owners, from their perspective, it's not, it doesn't have integrity. It's lacking that integrity. Right. It's la lacking the relevance. Mm -hmm. So C-suite's experience of, of um, your hard work is, an un is, is really what, what comes back down to it. It's, mm -hmm. They need to see that you, across your email, social, face-to-face, -face and phone conversations, that you're all these different touch points, right. that you are relevant to them mm -hmm. um, and not be so tactical but actually mm -hmm. strategic mm -hmm. right and you've used the, the word value several times and and that really is the key is to be providing that value and it might not even benefit you directly um i i uh was telling you before the the program started that i you're my sixth interview this week we're getting everything done for october and you know and, and i i interview you know everybody i just i love what i do this is so much fun but you know i'm sitting there last night and i'm thinking oh my gosh i interviewed two guys that i really need to introduce so i pop them an email and i said you know i interviewed both of you on you know the business power hour this week and i think the two of you would benefit from knowing each other that's that was you know it, it, whether whether it goes any further whether you know any of those things but if it does that'd be great um, I may never know I mean you know I don't you know who knows if they'd tell me um, but that was kind of that little extra value of just connecting people um, you know and 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 I think that's one of the things that people forget about is we're always in it you you said me we're in it for me you know and and so it was going to be okay well if i introduce you and i introduce you then you're going to be happy and you're going to send me business and yin, 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 yin. no no it was just here you know you guys go and if if there's great synergy between you that's great if not well yeah we tried um you know and 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 i think the the really good salespeople are the ones who do that. You know, they know how to add that little extra bit of value that might not benefit them at all, but people remember it. You know, they're going to go back and go, oh my gosh, I remember Christina introduced us. Um, you know, and, and then you've kind of got that good little tick mark next to your name. Um, you know, and, and so that's where that all comes in.
Yeah, you're sending the, the positive uh, positive energy out into the world and it mm-hmm. comes back to you. Right. It right. comes back to you. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. People talk about karma. Um, you know, and 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 usually they're talking about it in a bad way. Um, you know, like, oh my god, <laughs> that's gonna bite you. You know, karma's gonna get you. There's good karma. Uh, you know, and and if if you believe in that, I mean, you know, there's there's you know, but but you know, or maybe it is that you know somebody just remembers, oh, you know, hey, that was that was really nice um, that you did that, uh, you know, and and so just be thinking about those things. What can you provide? Um, you know, maybe in somebody's, you know, when they're they're posting on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever, and they're saying, you know, we've you know been trying to meet somebody at such and such company. Okay, maybe you can introduce them. And again, you know, you're not going to get anything out of it. That's the key to remember. This is not, somebody used this expression the other day and been a long time since I heard it and I had to laugh. This is not tit for tat. Um, you know, and, and that's, right. that is the key. Yeah, it's not what's in it for me all the time because right. when, you, when you go, go mm-hmm. about relationship building mm-hmm. that way, it might work for a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's going to eventually stop working. Right. So if you could get ahead of it before mm-hmm. it stops working, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so you I know, think leading with value is the key. Right. You know, and, and I've certainly been at a lot of networking events where it really is that, you know, they, you know, they'll, they'll take their business card and they, you know, they get ready to hand it to you and, and, but they got a death grip on it. And, you know, and it's, what do you, almost the, what are you going to give me before I'm going to let go of this card? And I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't need you that bad, dude. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. If you can't part with that fifty cent piece of paper mm-hmm. or if whatever it costs, yeah. then uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's the opposite. Um, I've told this story several times where you know I was at a big networking event in Denver, and you know, group of us were standing there talking, and this woman who none of us knew rushed up to us, hands us all business cards, and gets ready to rush off. I mean, that's all she did: handed us business cards. We're like, what? Come back what here. What just happened? And you know, and, and and she did. She came back, and we said, what's what's going on? I bet my husband I couldn't give away my entire box of business cards. And then she left. I mean, that was it. Oh, if that was a bet that I would have had, I would have just thrown them in the trash and oh, said yeah. I won. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whatever. And, and of course, but that's where they all ended up, right? Because yeah, yeah, we yeah. didn't look, we didn't care. There, you know, and, and actually I think we did. And I think we looked at it and went, okay, remember her. You know, and, and I talked about having that positive little tick mark. Well, she had a little negative tick mark. Um, you know, and the sad thing was. It would have taken her a minute to have said, hey, you know, I am new to this group. I've, I've got this bet with my husband that I'm trying to give away all my business cards. But let me tell you a little bit about myself before I give you my business card. Right? To see now. if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I, 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 I totally agree with you. I think, I think people are just jumping the gun because me, 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 I need, I need right. to, to get myself out there and it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work with people that are have been in business and have been mm-hmm. around for a long time. I don't know if it's because they're jaded or because mm-hmm. that's not how they view mm-hmm. relationships. I'm not really sure right. where that comes into right. play. But well, and of course, we thought it was funny, um, you know, and and but it was like, what the heck, um, you know, and and but you looked and there were her business cards laying all over everywhere. I mean, I doubt that anybody took one home. Um, yeah, so her, you know, nine dollar box of business cards. She wasted nine dollars, um, you know, and and but that was very interesting. Well, you know, as we do this, we're in what I think is probably the middle of the pandemic. You know, we've been doing this six ish months, Let's hope um, it's and I'm guessing we got another six months of of rough time. What you know? Are there things that you see happening with with uh, you know how people are you know are sales dropping, are sales rising? I mean, all these various things. What do you see that's that's been happening during this time? I think it's all over the place. I think people are either in panic mode and they're frozen mm-hmm. or they're um, so they're just going about uh, different tactics on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. I'm going to get into that in a second. And I mm-hmm. think there's people that are just doing really well because they were already prepared for this and they've been mm-hmm. virtual for a while. Right. And then there's other people that are just like in a holding pattern, you know, right. waiting for this to pass. And yeah. it's already been, what mm-hmm. would you say? Six months? What six, we, I, can't, six, I lost seven, track now. Seven, I know. Seven, yeah, we were talking eight. before. What day is this? Where are yeah, we? I, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So what I actually, when you brought that up, um, there was a study that LinkedIn did, I think it was the second quarter of 2020, mm-hmm. um, that showed about 44% of organizations are seeing a significant drop in responsiveness mm-hmm. on social and email mm-hmm. channels since 
the start of C19. Mm-hmm. And they were the study was actually blaming it on C19. Hmm. And I think it might have something to do with that. But I think even more importantly, it's because buyers still want to engage with experts right? Um, that can help them with their current and future mm-hmm. challenges, even if they can't buy right now, mm-hmm. or even if they're looking at, you know, six months from now, three months from now, whatever mm-hmm. it is, they want to build relationships, what we've been talking about this mm-hmm. whole time on value. Right. So I, I think the the actual reason for the unresponsiveness is that everyone has kind of been forced into using digital channels like mm-hmm. LinkedIn, right. because, you know, no live meetings, no face-to-face, mm-hmm. no dinners, mm-hmm. no conferences, trade shows, the whole gamut. Um, so you have more people competing on this one little digital platform, mm-hmm. not little, but, you know, one one platform mm-hmm. and pushing out messages and then, then just hoping that something's going to stick. So mm-hmm. people are just pushing out more invites, more content, more right. nurture more messages. Of. Yes, more of. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. So it's just white noise. Mm-hmm. no relevance. Um, right. You know, if you, if you actually look at other people and executives, how they're engaging mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, they're not doing that. Right. So there must be a reason that they're not mm-hmm. doing it because, you know, they, um, they know that there's no value in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going back to that study, I had had my team kind of unofficially do mm-hmm. during the pandemic, the start of pandemic, we, you know, for a week, I think we looked at 100 to 200 profiles a day, and we spanned mm-hmm. all across business to business mm-hmm. from CEOs, founders, mm-hmm. CMOs, sales and marketing. And then we we did a couple of different industries so that it wasn't just kind of biased. We did professional services, mm-hmm. tech, mm-hmm. manufacturing, mm-hmm. supply chain, healthcare, and financial services industries. So we kind of covered a lot of, you know, space. Mm-hmm. We found something that was kind of disturbing. It was that 95% or so um, of the profiles were showing no relevance to the key accounts that mm-hmm. they wanted to win to key mm-hmm. customers that they were trying mm-hmm. to maybe protect mm-hmm. um, because customer retention is a big thing now. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to be, I think now, and or even accounts that they wanted to expand. So mm-hmm. I figured we were maybe seeing improvement as time went on. I was mm-hmm. hoping, you know, this was happening. We did this in about April or May. Right. Um, so we're hoping that Improvements become as people becoming more reliant on social mm-hmm. and new digital channels to sell. You know, if mm-hmm. they were an in-person seller and they were forced to digital and virtual right. selling. Um, but unfortunately, the irrelevance trend has kind of continued and it's kind mm. of gotten, I think, worse, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I talked about it earlier. We saw a lot of salespeople just talking about themselves, hitting mm-hmm. their quotas, hitting their numbers. Right. How do you build trust like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how is that that you... Um, yeah, I, I really don't do care that? that somebody met their second quarter goals during this pandemic time. Yeah, that's, that's good for you, but whoopee. <laughs> yeah, and how's it going to help me, you know? And I think what a lot of people are also, their profiles still look like resumes instead mm-hmm. of selling tools, value mm-hmm. tools, marketing tools, whatever whatever buzzword you mm-hmm. want to put on it. Um, and they're focused on what they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, I did, these are my tactics that I had right. to do on an everyday basis, or these are the strat of the, my responsibilities, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Instead of talking about their present and the future, Mm -hmm. like, so how are they working with clients now? Mm -hmm. How are they helping them now? Right. How are they moving business forward for their clients? What Mm -hmm. are they seeing in the industry? And, you Mm -hmm. know, showing that they know what they're talking about, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just being another profile. Mm -hmm. So if you can show prospects that you understand their current situation, um, and how you might be able to help them in their current situation Mm -hmm. and evolve and achieve future long-term growth, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a lot more mm-hmm. beneficial than just saying, I do X, Y, Z at mm-hmm. these different roles. So if you're trying to target specific accounts, there's specific companies you want to work with, mm-hmm. then you should be speaking to them about what's going on in their organization. Right. right. You know, and to me, I see all of this as a great opportunity. You know, we, we, we have all this time, you know, we're not commuting, we're not going to business meetings, we're not doing all of those things that we did seven months ago. Um, and so what are we doing with that time? You know, we, we should be using it to, to reach out to people. I told somebody, you know, we, I, I do an online networking group that we started in March just because we wanted to see other people, right? Yeah. And, um, and, and we've added a, an educational component to it and, and things like that. But we were talking about things that, that, you know, that we have discovered that we're doing that we might not do going forward. And, and I said in-person business meetings, especially the big networking ones where, you know, we go, 
you know, it's the same people every time. We know everybody who's there. You find your little click. You talk to them. You watch the program. You drive home. Um, you know, and 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 it, now, obviously, I'm showing that I'm not working those type of meetings right. <laughs> you know? But at the same point, it's you know, it it, it really is. You know, do I want to go back to doing that? Oh, look, I keep fading in and out. Gotta love that we're doing this on Friday. I'm just like fading away here. Um, and so, you know, I I told him, I said, you know, I'm spending much more time building my network online than in person. Um, you know, do I miss seeing those people? Sure. You know, I've, I've been networking with them for, for eight years. And to not see them, I miss them. Now, for the most part, I'm seeing what they're doing on Facebook. You know, so, so you know, we're, we're seeing stuff like that. But yeah, you know, it's, if for me, this is a great chance to go, you know what? I don't need to, to, to be doing all of that when I should be doing this. And, and so it's kind of that pivot to, you know, hey, let's, let's build our online networks and, and obviously be able to expand them um, outside of, of physical boundaries. Absolutely. And, and just um, getting back to that, um, expanding our, our networks and stuff, I always, again, I go, I, I probably said this word a lot, intention. Um, I don't remember now, but if someone invites me to connect mm-hmm. or I invite someone to connect mm-hmm. there, there has to be a reason, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there has to be, it's not just for me. Mm-hmm. I don't collect connections like mm-hmm. uh, candy or right. like mm-hmm. stickers or whatever it is that people collect. I don't know. Um, if there's no reason for me to be connected to them because we're not going to benefit mm-hmm. one another right. somehow, then I don't connect to them. So mm-hmm. that I think, I th- think that's why the numbers game is so, prolific are mm-hmm. happening so much on mm-hmm. LinkedIn is because people are just connecting with anyone and everyone right. as opposed to thinking about mm-hmm. why am I connecting with mm-hmm. them? Why should they connect with mm-hmm. me? Is there a reason there? Um, I mean, it's, it's not, um, it's not a friend collector. Mm-hmm. It's an actual business right. relationship. Yeah. I, I know somebody who brags about the thousands, many thousands of people that he's connected with on LinkedIn. And so I remember much. I kind of sheepishly put up my little hand one time and I said, but how many of those people know you? Oh, that was the wrong thing for me to say. Um, because, I mean, for him, it really was the numbers game. Um, you know, and, and, and it was like, yeah, you don't, you don't know any of those people. More importantly, you know, they don't know you. And so nobody's going to do business together. You know, whether it's that, you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, introducing two friends that might benefit from, from connecting or actually doing business, you know, you're not going to do any of that because you don't know any of those people. You were only aiming to get those high numbers. And, and I mean, he really is proud of having that, you know, it's, it's probably one of the profiles that has the most people you can possibly get. And it's like, why? You know, and, and I've reached the point where, I, you know, I probably should go through and weed mine back down. Um, and now would be a good time to do that. To, you know, and maybe it's that you reach out to them and say, you know what, I'm just going through my list of LinkedIn connections and, and you know, reviewing who would be, you know, beneficial. And, you know, think of better ways to say it than what I'm rambling on. But if, for one thing, if they don't respond, then, okay, probably is, is a good time. But, you know, if they come back and say, well, hey, Deb, you know, I've been thinking about you too. Here's, you know, here's, here's why we should stay connected. Yeah, it might be, might be a good time to kind of do that weed eating portion. Yeah, I mean, it's not a popularity contest. Right. It's, it's not. I mean, oh. it's, I mean, you can collect friends mm-hmm. if you really want to, but that I face, I think other mm-hmm. platforms are for that. Other social mm-hmm. platforms are for that. Other networking platforms. Mm-hmm. And, I, and to link, to, it's not, to me, it's not about reach. Mm-hmm. It's not about numbers. It's about right. relevance. So if mm-hmm. you even look, I think I have maybe 500 connections. Mm-hmm. And I have a LinkedIn group that I've had for a couple of years, and mm-hmm. there's only a couple of hundred people in them mm-hmm. because I it's weed the those right out all the time. Right, five hundred and yeah. the right couple hundred. Yeah, I, I weed them out periodically, and I also notice if they're not contributing value to the group, mm-hmm. then they either get mourned or mm-hmm. kicked out of the group or something right. like that. Because I'm not, I don't play that mm-hmm. game where I'm sending out spam or right. I'm sending out irrelevant things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've had people send me personalized messages that are mm-hmm. still spam. Mm-hmm. So you have to take, you have to personal to the actual mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. not personalized um, just because we're connected. I'm sending right. you this message to pitch mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because I, I do that on Facebook every once in a while where, where I go through, you know, Facebook tells you every day, here's whose birthdays there are. And I always sit there and think, 
okay, I don't even know who this person is. So why would I tell them happy birthday? And, you know, so I go to their profile and I look and it's like, okay, well, there's somebody here in Atlanta, so I should probably stay connected to them. But, um, you know, they're not going to know if I unfollow them, unfriend them, whatever. They're clearly not going to care. Otherwise, we would have, you know, I would have known who they were. Um, So, you know, it's, it's just clutter. You know, when when their posts might actually appear in my feed, I'm going, who is that person? You know, what what do I care about what they're posting about? And and when we do that, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Facebook, any of the, the platforms, then, you know, if we're making the crinkle face and going, why do I care? Then we probably shouldn't be connected to them or we need to at least investigate why we connected in the first place. You know, was there a reason and somehow that got lost in the shuffle? Um, you know, and, and maybe we need to 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 go through that again. Yeah, maybe need to like reevaluate what mm-hmm. what happened. Like, how how did you get connected, and why did you get right. connected, and and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think if you're more focused and more strategic about what you're mm-hmm. doing, and and think about every action that you take on these mm-hmm. platforms, and before you do them, as opposed to just sending anything and right. liking anything and commenting mm-hmm. generically, like you said before, great job, mm-hmm. great article, just mm-hmm. to get your name in the feed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, people see through that. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people get caught up with the algorithms and they think if they like a lot of stuff or if they comment mm-hmm. on a lot of stuff, they'll show up more. And uh, what I've seen and what I've heard from other people that follow the algorithms more than I do, that you're kind of hurting your chances when you mm-hmm. just do like a click a like. or Right. Just yeah. Because it's things. clearly showing that you're not truly engaged. Not engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So the if you're doing valuable or adding value to it, mm-hmm. then, then that takes, mm-hmm. I think the algorithm takes that into consideration. So. Right. You know, and, and, I mean, it, it does come back to the numbers, um, you know, and and, in, and as we said, it's got to be the right people that you're connected with. You know, I love it when my clients are doing things where they're saying, you know, well, we want you to have X number of people that like our pages by X date. And, you know, fortunately, we've gotten past the point where you could buy, you know, that, because I hated that. You know, you always knew when, when you had bought friends or fans or whatever it was, because um, oh, yeah, for the yeah. most part, <coughs> excuse me, they weren't, they weren't local. You know, they weren't here in the United States um, and they never interacted. So it was a total waste of time. You know, they probably weren't even real people, um, you know, and, and so I've, I've always told my clients, no, we don't, we don't ever buy things like that. Um, you know, and, and in fact, I had one that was going to fire me because our numbers weren't good. And I said, no, our numbers are the right numbers. You know, I don't care that we're not beating your competition. We've got the right connections. Yeah, I think they look nice on a spreadsheet mm-hmm. when you say you have right. hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of followers mm-hmm. and likers and, and, and connections. Mm-hmm. But if you really dig down and actually research into right. those numbers, what do they mean? What mm-hmm. is the um, ROI on them? Mm-hmm. What are you, are they bringing you any value? Right. Are they bringing you any business? Mm-hmm. Are they moving your um, bottom line towards mm-hmm. the po- positive direction? Yeah. Or are they just sucking money because mm-hmm. you're spending, worrying mm-hmm. about vanity metrics right. versus actual revenue? Right. Yeah. You know, we look at things like click-through rates and, and all of those, you know, and, and I tell them, you know, okay, those, that's really what you care about because they interacted. They truly interacted. They wanted more information. If it, if it was just, hey, we're going to look at the pictures, whatever, you know, they were wanting to, to deal with you a little bit more. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about how, you know, we, we win with connecting with the, the C-suite um, and especially through using LinkedIn to, to really connect with people and right now to be protecting and expanding our, our accounts and, and uh, you know, client base that, that might be at, at risk. Do you have some, some specific stories that you can share, both positive and negative, you know, where people, you know, lost things or more importantly, where they were able to, to build and, and solidify a relationship? Yeah, absolutely. I actually have uh, a story that it's it's kind of like the before and the a- before working with us uh-huh. when we work with them, and then like the the um the results. So right. we worked with a or we work with a long time, uh, excuse me, a long time client of ours is mm-hmm. a three third party logistics provider, so a three mm-hmm. PL. Mm-hmm. They're based in Green Bay, um, and they specialize in distribution center management. Mm-hmm. So warehouses and things. And then they have technology that they sell, which is warehouse management software uh, ah. or systems. And mm-hmm. then TMS, which is transportation management. Mm-hmm. Um, and their biggest client was Procter & Gamble. So p and mm-hmm. um, And they knew that it was someone that they wanted to protect because of their mm-hmm. biggest client. Right. And they wanted to grow the account. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they noticed is that the accounts team 
or the customer success team was having discussions at the director level. So that was like mm. middle of the, right. I guess the funnel, right? Not the decision um, maker. Not necessarily. Yeah. The most, more like the person that was implementing their solutions right. using right. it on a daily basis. And they might basis. give advice to the decision makers, mm-hmm. but they weren't the ones signing those contracts. Signing the contract. Exactly. Um, so the activities that were, the conversations were about the activities that they were completing, mm-hmm. um, basic general benefits, not about the gaps that the mm-hmm. actual client filled for PNG mm-hmm. and how it was positively impacting the entire business. So mm-hmm. how was it impacting ops? How was it p- impacting employees, customers, finance, the whole thing? And because they weren't having the right conversations, uh, customer conversations um, that were supported either by case studies or content, articles, any kind of messaging, mm-hmm. They weren't proving uh, unique value that was mm-hmm. gained and where future opportunities, mm-hmm. which is where the growth comes in, where the future mm-hmm. opportunities lie. So they, uh, our client wasn't able to drop, drive top to bottom engagement. So mm-hmm. they weren't able to have those conversations with those mm-hmm. actual decision makers, like you said, the people that are signing the mm-hmm. contracts. Um, they didn't have access to those VPs and C-suite um, that they needed. And they right. heard from Procter & Gamble, who was their client, mm-hmm. that they were in t- Procter & Gamble was in talks with Ryder. It was Ooh. a larger national competitor. Right. These mm-hmm. people were just regional. Mm-hmm. Um, they had close relationships with Ryder. Um, so three years of having the wrong conversation led to PNG to basically tell them that they were going out to get um, requests for proposals mm-hmm. at other different competitors. Right. Um, and they were most likely going to move to this larger, lower cost national mm-hmm. provider because it was just going to be more economical mm-hmm. for them. Right. Makes sense. So, because this client was our biggest, or because this PNG was their biggest customer and they had the greatest revenue growth mm-hmm. potential, they were, you know, really scared about losing it. Right. So in order to uh, overcome the relationship gaps um, so they could compete with a larger competitor, mm-hmm. the team decided to involve sales and take a personal account-based approach to marketing. Mm. So this was all happening. This conversation was basically before um, sales got involved, was mm-hmm. happening at the marketing level. So they kicked it over to sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, so that's where we were focusing on improving their, building their profiles, mm-hmm. I should say, their LinkedIn profiles, mm-hmm. their content, their case studies, and personal messaging for the purpose of PNG and penetrating mm-hmm. PNG. Right. So I'll give you some examples of how we did this. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, we worked with this SVP or senior VP mm-hmm. of sales and marketing. We worked mm-hmm. with her profile um, and we spoke, redid it, re, uh, redid the copy. Mm-hmm. We spoke to about how 50% of 3PLs are under leveraging the warehouse distribution and transportation mm-hmm. um, aspects of their business because they were focusing on cost rather than growth. Mm. Um, and she discussed her 14 years of tenure at PNG because so mm-hmm. she was familiar with the organization. Ah. Mm-hmm. So she demonstrated that she understood the business. She mm-hmm. knew their goals. She knew the culture. She knew how it worked internally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we added stories that were relevant to PNG to show mm-hmm. um, how the limited visibility they were having into right. their supply chain um, from using Rider mm-hmm. in different aspects of their business was making, um, you know, slow inventory turn- turnover. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, infecting, affecting shipments. Um, and she didn't just make the claims in the profile and just blanket claims. She actually had the proof to back mm-hmm. it up, which mm-hmm. is what you know, is was right. made this relationship go mm-hmm. further. Um, she proved how other three PLs or third party logistics providers mm-hmm. focused on cost instead mm-hmm. of um, getting a strong and accurate measure mm-hmm. of how each party in the supply mm-hmm. chain impacted each other and customer growth. So she proved uh, how it impacted PNG personally, mm-hmm. how it impacted every single um, part of the organization mm-hmm. from the top down to so show the entire company was being affected. Mm-hmm. So, um, that that helped to move the conversation forward, and we mm-hmm. also in in doing that we also created a case study specifically just for PNG. Mm. It was talking to them mm-hmm. indirectly, I should mm-hmm. say, because it we don't name them. We didn't name them, right? Because yeah. that 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 gets a little creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. So, but it was mm-hmm. me- meant to build. Uh, it wasn't meant to build credibility like a mm-hmm. lot of case studies are. Right. It was designed for the selling conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. They um, looked at it and they went, "This is women. Us. That sounds yeah. like us." Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So. They were able to change the conversation mm-hmm. um, around ex- the gaps that existed, how they, um, why they existed, and then mm-hmm. how the client was the only 3PL that they could use to fill those gaps. Mm-hmm. So it was built for that conversation. Mm-hmm. It was showing the our client's positive mm-hmm. impact on uh, a key area of focus for PNG, mm-hmm. which is on time in full delivery. Right. Meaning, I mean, it's p- pretty self-explanatory what that means, mm-hmm. but 
the total value achieved in addition to where future ops lie. So they were showing mm -hmm. them the big picture. It wasn't just a transactional mm -hmm. conversation. Um, and once PNG's team understood the impacts, they asked our client to meet with the corporate VP mm -hmm. or the decision maker, which is someone they were trying to mm -hmm. get to. Mm -hmm. um, and the stories were further validated to prove the case on hard costs versus soft mm -hmm. costs. So risk versus growth. So right. they were able to um, show them that. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, they, they had a client that was going to go to RFP or go mm -hmm. out to the bidding process. And they were able to, um, you know, go from mm -hmm. cautioning that they were going to lose it to the pro right. another provider mm -hmm. to expanding conversations. Um, and this was all because we did this uh, through profiles, content, mm -hmm. and then we, we use that same messaging through emails, social mm -hmm. and live conversations to prove um, the buying committee mm -hmm. how soft cost risk reduction and new growth would mm -hmm. quickly replace any reductions in the enterprise comp the, their competitor could offer. And it right. turned into that they actually protected the account, mm -hmm. but they expanded it as well. So wow. it was something that was very big for them because that was their mm -hmm. biggest moneymaker. Mm -hmm. So it was a really big deal for them. Right. Well, and what I love was that all of it, you know, they, they looked at it, everything basically online and their, their response was, tell me more, you know, and, and I think that's where people kind of, you know, they, they, they either give them everything and, and people are like, that, nah, 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 nah. um, or they, they, you know, they, they tease them with it. You know, it's like, no, you know, there, and, and it is kind of a fine line. Um, you know, I, when I work with people who are in the job market, I tell them, you know, it's okay to redo your profile for a specific job that you're going on, you know, to make sure that it's really talking, you know, maybe they had 10 points, you know, you must be able to do blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, it's okay to redo your profile to focus on blah, 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 um, you know, it gets a little tricky if you're being interviewed, you know, if you're doing multiple interviews, but, but I, you know, it, it's the same thing. You want them to read it and go, well, that sounds like us. Tell so me more. tell me more, um, exactly. you know, and, and so, and I think people forget that that's the way that we need to be doing business exactly the way that, that you're talking about, you know, as, as, as business people, you know, to build those partnerships, to continue them, to expand them, you know, that's exactly what we need to be doing too. Yeah, and you're you're letting the customer kind of guide the relationship mm -hmm. and guide the buying process, right. the buyer's journey, mm -hmm. versus you pulling them through it, mm -hmm. and it kind of gets forced when you're pulling mm -hmm. them through it because you're basically just pushing down, right. pushing content down mm -hmm. their throat, and that's that's never a good right. thing. Well, and usually you've picked the wrong content, um, you know, and 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 so then that's where they're like, that I'm done, I'm I'm over this. So, it's cool. not relevant to me. Right. Done. Right. Well, oh my gosh, Christina, we have, you see, this is why I set the timer because we could be going forever. Um, so tell me a little bit more about your company and, and what specifically you do to work with people. Sure, sure. Um, I, we work with um, B2B companies, typically mm -hmm. SaaS, tech, logistics, 3PL companies, mm -hmm. and then the technology those companies order, mm -hmm. um, excuse me, offer. Um, so you can learn more about that at personalabm.com. Mm -hmm. And we just recently, I guess in 2020, we, mm -hmm. we launched a education and community arm of the business called mm -hmm. Stop the Sales Drop. And we mm -hmm. have podcast articles and kind of help people shift and rebound mm -hmm. um, and the strategies they need to take. So I invite people to check out Stop the Sales mm -hmm. Drop and click on the on-demand training mm -hmm. and they're going to see different um, offerings that we had. We had mm -hmm. a LinkedIn training where we had 20 different fireside chats and panels. Mm -hmm. And if you click on join our community, you can get access to our reboot Friday mm -hmm. that's starting November 6th. And then every Friday, we're going to have about one to two panels on sales, marketing cool. and sales enablement mm -hmm. topics, just strictly B2B. Mm -hmm. And so I invite everyone to check out stopthesalesdrop.com and click on join our community to learn more. Perfect. I love it. I'm looking on your website right now. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that, you know, this, this was something that I'm, you know, like with a lot of businesses, we were all thinking about, hey, we should do this, we should do this. And then whoop, the pandemic hit, um, you know, and, 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 you know, so many businesses went, oh, my gosh, we don't know what to do. But other businesses went, oh, Hey, we this is pivot. an opportunity. Yes, um, you know, and 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 there's nothing wrong with it. That's the way we're supposed to be doing business. Um, you know, and and so I, I love that you've done that. So again, it's stopthesalesdrop.com and personalabm.com. Now, if they want to reach you personally, what you know, how do they contact you? 
The best way to reach me is to connect with me on LinkedIn and mm -hmm. give me a reason to connect. Don't send a generic message. Give right. me some personal relevance to me. At least um, mention that you saw us on this program. Exactly. <laughs> and and please spell my name right. Yes. It's yes. really easy. It's right mm -hmm. in the in the in the Oh, I know. I connect. love it when they don't spell you know it because my name is D E B O R A H. The second I get D E B R A, doesn't matter what they're offering. It I'm says like, it yeah. right there on your profile. I just looked at it. It even has mm -hmm. Debs in quotation. So that's a key yeah. to say that's what she likes to be mm -hmm. go by. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, I added that on purpose to see if people would do it. Pick up on it. <laughs> yep. And and that's because it's automated. You know, they're they're cut paste, cut paste, cut paste, cut paste. Yeah, well, all I gotta um, do is go to your website too. Yeah. You'll see that Deb, yeah. it's Deb, Deb. Or my Deb. favorite I, is I get Deborah in parentheses. Deb. Oh, with the quote. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I'm like, no, no. So cool. Mm. Well, this has been so much fun. And you know, I think we need to to chat again in six months or so to see where things have, have, you know, settled down. We were talking before, you know, what our new normal is, or as I fondly call it, our normal. Um, that's, it's like Garfield the cat had a cousin cat named Normal or something like that. Um, but, you know, because I think businesses really are going to have to shift how they're doing business. Um, you know, it's going to be much more online, much more research-based, you know, where we aren't going to be going in-person meetings, whether it's at Starbucks or whether it's a conference or, or whatever. And so we're going to have to learn how to do more and more exactly of what you were talking about. So this is great. Thank you so much for having me. I just remind everyone to do their due diligence and be relevant and personal. Perfect. I love it. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Christina Jeremilo. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.